Alright. Everything here, I think. Still still no rain. I, I don't see any of that. Any of that in the near future, that's for sure. Well, hey, we're glad you're back. We uh, welcome you to the Dryline Farmer Podcast. I am your host, Brent Carlson, and I'm always happy to be here. Happy to show up on a, a weekly basis, if at all possible. I've uh, been fighting a uh, two weekends in a row, man. I've missed church two weekends in a row, and I can't stand it. I don't I don't know what day it is anymore, man. If I don't get in church, I just I get lost. I know a lot of you know how I feel. If you regular church goer, man, I tell you what, that's just part of the schedule. So hopefully we'll be back this weekend. Uh, we got a birthday to do this Saturday for a little boy, and, uh, and frankly, I plan on being there because, uh, yeah, it's one of our little boys. So yeah, Hartford and uh, Texas Panhandle in general, we've been hit hard by the flu bug. Fortunately, we haven't had it here at our house yet. Uh, it's pretty much the Walking Dead in Hartford. They've had all these confirmed cases. And uh, they're not even talking about the unconfirmed cases that hadn't been, uh, nobody showed up to the doctor, which they can't really do anything for you anyway. But nonetheless, uh, we try to stay away from the public as much as possible over the last few weeks because, you know, flu sucks. So nonetheless, you know, that's kind of going on here in the Texas Panhandle. Uh, people are still stripping cotton and um, they're ginning. They're going to be ginning until freaking March and April. So, and um, yeah. Well, hey, this episode... We're going to get a little more absurd. We're going to get a little more ridiculous. Uh, sexual harassment's been in the news for the uh, last several months, and uh, people just coming out of the woodwork. And uh, we just wanted to bring it to attention. We saw some people that might have started this whole thing back in the 90s. And uh, that seems to be a pretty pretty uh, infamous decade, especially in TV sitcoms, the family TV sitcoms. Thank goodness it's Friday, TGIF. Hey, you uh, you folks in my age group, you know what I'm talking about. The family matters. All that kind of stuff. Uh, step by step, man, I tell you what, they didn't have a bad day at those houses. Well, things got overlooked. People got overlooked. There was some chronic sexual harassment going on in almost every episode. And nobody said boo. Nobody said boo about it. The TV parents, they were more worried about what the, uh, yeah, they were more worried about this kid that was chasing after their daughter. They were more worried about him driving his bicycle in the front yard than they were completely stalking their daughter all the time. So we just kind of, you know, once we came of age, we kind of it kind of dawned on us that that was kind of strange, especially in one of these episodes that uh, we'll get to or one of these shows that we'll get to. So we're going to be talking about that if you're really looking forward to some uh, just awe-inspiring commentary on 1990 sitcoms and the uh, sexual harassers that starred in them. Well, not not the not the uh, yeah not the actors but the characters. So we're gonna get into that. Uh, we're gonna have our usual uh, radar, Ricardo. He's here. He's gonna tell us that it's not gonna rain still. I said in my Twitter uh, feed the other day that there's probably nobody more bored right now than an Amarillo weatherman or weather lady because they don't. It's not raining. It's not doing anything. There's no. I mean, it's blowing, but that that's nothing new. So they're uh, they're getting trying to get kind of creative and doing new graphics and this and that on their oh on their uh, you know television spots and uh, but as far as like the seven day forecast, it's dry and windy for the foreseeable future. I think we're at like we're like a hundred plus days without measurable precipitation. And uh, just real quick, I looked up stuff. 
I looked up other places that hadn't had uh, days in a row, um, you know, had so many days in a row without rain or uh, measurable precipitation. Now, mind you, all it takes is one hundredth of an inch of precip to be counted as measurable precipitation. That's right. And by the way, I know I do sound like, uh, I don't know, some nasally Adam Carolla, but uh, it's I'm still getting over stuff. So please bear my please uh, bear that with me. So uh, but no, uh, here's a few places that are expected that are expected not to get rain okay phoenix phoenix arizona that's right phoenix arizona hasn't had rain for like 100 days like herford like the texas panhandle no measurable precip except there's one big difference phoenix is in the freaking desert that's right they grow cacti and they grow sand and that's it no rain in 100 days. Their longest stretch is 160. We're like 100, 105 now. No rain in the foreseeable forecast for at least seven days. We may knock out Phoenix's record before this freaking winter's out. And that was their longest stretch of 160 days without measurable precip was in 1972. Wasn't even alive yet. Okay? Wasn't even alive yet. Interest rates weren't even 20% yet. That's right. Yeah. You could still buy a tractor on um, 9 or 10% interest that's right what other what other towns phoenix i said islamabad pakistan they don't have rain it never rains there it just rains terrorists that's right i just saw on the or in afghanistan i just saw the news terrorists attacked a save the children building what kind of piece of crap do you have to be to attack a save the children building that is one big pile of shit I mean, you got to be one big piece of crap. That's all I got to say. Well, maybe it's because one of the reasons is it never rains there. Now, you don't see people over here attacking a food, you know, a freaking food bank because it hadn't rained in 100 days. I don't know. I just, I saw that, I saw that come across the screen and I'm just like, those people are, I mean, it's a lost cause almost. I don't want to say that. But boy, it's really just, it's it's depressing. But, uh, yeah, okay, and people in Fort Myers, Florida, they have this horrible stretch, horrible stretch, 18 days without rain. Can you imagine the horror of that? They might even dive down into the 40s for temperatures. Pure, unadulterated hell. That's right. Pure, unadulterated hell. Cape Town, Africa... They're not even going to have water to drink in April. They're already rationing that crap off, and they live by the ocean. They can't afford one desal plant. Not one. I guess not. I mean, it is Africa, and they have trouble over there. But anyway, hey, you know, things could always be worse. I could go on and rant and rave. At least I'm not. Ha- at least we're not having food banks and crisis centers being attacked by terrorists i mean it's always it's always good somebody's always having a worse day than you are so yeah that's just it's mind-boggling but uh well hey we're not here to bring you down we're here to bring everybody up so we're gonna have let's see who are we gonna have we're gonna have radar ricardo he's gonna give you your dry weather forecast unless you live in like seattle or new york or something because it always rains up there and uh, so radar's gonna be here to talk about that and uh, we got another sponsor coming up um yeah it's kind of a i tell you what it's funny how our sponsors, they find them, we find these sponsors that just pop up from, you know, popular current event things. And um, so that's kind of another 
you know, another example here of uh, of our advertisers. So stay tuned. We're going to have Radar Ricardo and a uh, word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back after that. From Bitco Incorporated, it's Bruckner's Bleaching Balls. That's right. From the company that was responsible for your very first trip to the emergency room, it's Bruckner's Bleaching Balls. These delicious looking balls are not actually delicious at all. As a matter of fact, they will render you completely blind and impotent just from handling them without a full-on hazmat suit. These balls are only for bleaching out those hard-to-remove stains from your carpet, clothing, kitchen, auto, and industrial-sized puke stains. Our balls are the leading balls in the bleaching ball industry. That's right. Our balls are number one. Our balls are second to no one. You'll love our balls. But don't forget, they taste like death. Almost certain death. Never mind the fact that we designed these balls to look like frosty cupcakes. Never mind the fact that we didn't think that the U.S. consumer could be so stupid as to bite into something that is clearly indicated to be full of blinding and vomit-inducing bleach. Who figured, right? Well, not us. Bruckner's Bleaching Balls from Bitco Incorporated. Bruckner's Bleaching Balls are not to be confused with Joe Bruckner, attorney at law. Joe Bruckner has absolutely nothing to do with the Bruckner's Bleaching Balls or any of the tool sheds that work over there. And if you ever do decide to bite into a Bruckner's Bleaching Ball, you give Joe Bruckner a call and he'll sue the hell out of them till there ain't nothing left but the balls on their feet. Hey, es más seco que un taco sobre cocinado por ahí. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, Brent. This is Radar Ricardo de la Serio bringing you the Dryland Farmer podcast weather update. Hey, vato. Hey, I don't know why you're complaining about the pizza weather being all dry and stuff. Your name of the podcast is the Dryline Farmer podcast, vato. You know this, don't you? Huh? Huh? Well, I tell you what, vato. Don't be, don't be looking ahead no further because it ain't gonna rain no time soon, vato. Because that pinche la niña chica, she ain't going nowhere, vato. She's like that, she's like that cousin that showed up to your daughter's quinceanera and it ain't never left, vato. She ain't going no pinche weather, huh? Man, I they had, we had a Sabrina, she had two quinceaneras, vato. Two. I thought it was only one. Kind of like those Jews that do the, uh, what the, what do you call it? Diego, yeah, bar mitzvah. It's a, it's a Mexican bar mitzvah, what can you say? Except, hey, instead of a dreidel, we have a piñata, huh? Huh? Ah. Hey, forecast. It's not gonna rain. It's gonna be 60 every day for seven days in Texas Panhandle. The rest of the country, it's gonna rain like hell in Seattle. It's gonna rain like hell in Buffalo, New York. And if you are in between those two places, Vato, get a kite and fly it. Because, Vato, you're gonna have all the wind you need. All day, every day. Well, hey, Vato, this week's... Man, I tell you what, I couldn't really get through that last week's commercial. This week, Bruckner's Bleaching Balls, Vato. I tell you what, yeah, you want to try these pelotas, Vato. They get at every stain. You just throw them in the pizza dressing, uh, the uh, washing machine, Vato. And they just swish around, swish and swash, Vato. Don't eat them, though. They're not food, Vato. Only for cleaning your clothes. Okay, toss them in the washing machine and forget about it, Vato. Hey, can't say I didn't warn you. This is Radar Ricardo and then I said Back to you. Hey, thanks, Ricky. Thanks as always. I tell you what, you do such a great job. Well, hey, we're gonna get into this segment uh we talked about when you teased uh, earlier. Nineteen nineties TV harassers. 
or more like sexual harassers. And these are all mostly underage kids, you know. So uh, that's kind of makes this more uh, a little more uh, unnerving, I guess you should say. So um, let's get into it. That's right. You know that song. Oh, man, you know that song. Who doesn't know that song that grew up in the 90s and 80s? Family Matters. You know it. Oh, man, you watch. You know you watch the hell out of it. Well, this, this ep- uh, not episode, this show had one of the most serial harassers in the whole universe of television sitcoms of the 90s. Let's just get, you know who he is, Steve Urkel. That's right, Steve Urkel. Now, we find it fascinating that TGIF TV centered its entire lineup of family-oriented shows around this known stalker and sexual harasser. Yeah, he did make us laugh with his, did I do that, and you got any cheese, one-liners. And yes, he did break the color barrier by being the first black youngster to play a Midwestern autistic savant. But what about the poor, innocent African-American teenage girl that he constantly harassed? and begged to get a date from. For multiple seasons in a row, the popular, smart, and outgoing Laura Winslow repeatedly rebuffed the advances of her unrelenting next-door neighbor, a one Steve Urkel. Miss Winslow made clear of her disdain for Urkel's advances. Urkel made clear he would never give up. And to top it all off, Laura's dad was a cop. That's right, old Carl. And not only was Carl a good cop in this Chicago-based sitcom, he was even there when John McClane took on Han and his goons at Nakatomi Plaza. Where was he the whole time? He couldn't step in and at least show some discouragement at Urkel's advances? Now, he told the kid to leave the house almost every episode, but I don't ever recall him threatening to leave his daughter alone. TGIF. Not if you're Laura Winslow. That's right, you know that one. That's right, you know that one. You watched it every Saturday morning. And if you thought a good way to start your weekend would be a trip to the donut stop or maybe an early morning roll to the skating rink, you'd be right. However, most of us stayed home Saturday mornings and watched cartoons. Not animated shows, cartoons. Or if you were a little more evolved, you flipped the remote until you found the mother of all Saturday morning kids shows, Saved by the Bell. That's right, Zach and Kelly. Slater and Jesse, both of these relationships are more than consensual. Perfectly fine. Granted, Zack and Slater spent most every episode trying to be the first one to hook up with Kelly, but at least these schemes were kosher and nothing more than the typical teenage male hijinks. Enter Screech Powers. And poor Miss Lisa Turtle. Like his counterpart, Steve Urkel, Screech is a highly intelligent, uncoordinated genius. However, Screech has one thing Steve didn't have, a best friend that is the most popular guy in school. Screech could have probably done well with Zack's side candy, but he had eyes on his prone prize, Miss Turtle. A girl from a well-to-do African-American family that wants nothing to do with this high-IQ'd honky. Everyone at Bayside would have loved to get a date with Lisa, but no one had the perseverance that Screech had. Probably because he never had to take time to study, therefore he put all his effort into courting Miss Turtle. Race was never the issue here, nor should have been. Lisa just couldn't stand Screech. Or anyone else that watched the show, for that matter. The writers finally gave Screech a girlfriend of his own. Tori Spelling. I'd call that a win, Screech. 
from your pillow to the shadow of a willow tree and tiptoe down little lips avec moi. Now, for those of you that did stick to the cartoons on Saturday mornings, you probably recall the most famous sexual harasser of them all. And he wasn't even a human. A Mr. Pepe Le Pew. That's right. The most notorious, nocturnal, and noxious-smelling beast in the animal kingdom. Of cartoons. Animal kingdom. Now, in his defense, he was always confused by an episode of mistaking identity, as in every episode that in which he appeared, a black cat would inevitably get a white streak of paint right down the middle of her back. PETA was nowhere in sight. Now, maybe this paint always had some type of pheromone that called out to Peppy. Whatever the case, Peppy couldn't resist. And unfortunately, neither could the target of his affections. Peppy would climb all over this fanciful feline as if she was in the last heat of her life. To add to the discomfort, the cat apparently didn't have the ability to talk. Only Peppy engaged in conversation. The cat simply used her physical abilities to slip away from Mr. Le Pew. And as fast as she ran, somehow, Peppy could always overtake her by striding in a bouncing gallop. From what I can remember, there was never any happy ending to any of these episodes. From what I can remember. That's right. You're not American if you don't know that song. Mr. Charlie Brown. Well, before you think I'm getting all over Charlie Brown, you're wrong. Because before all you feminists think it's only a man problem, hold on to your skirts, ladies. Because although I can't remember what I had for lunch today, I do remember my cartoons. Isn't that right, Miss Patty? That's right. Peppermint Patty. The boyish, aggressive female that taunts and threatens Charlie Brown into an underage relationship. Charlie Brown was clearly interested in another girl, that infamous little red-haired girl. But this never discouraged Peppermint. As a matter of fact, it just drove her to strive harder to win the affections of the boys she so lovingly refers to as Blockhead. Doesn't seem like a very promising way to woo a love interest to me. The more I think about it, the Charlie Brown cartoon is full of sexual harassers. There's Peppermint Patty going after Charlie Brown, Lucy constantly pimping on that kid that plays the piano, Charlie's sister Sally, and her infatuation with the one Linus Van Pelt, and even Snoopy's constant unwanted kisses on Lucy's unfriendly face. Peanuts? More like Fruit Loops. It's not easy being green. Having to spend each day the color of the leaves. When I think it might be nicer. That's right. You sing it, Kermit. You sing it, brother. Well, I tell you what, we're not going to get out of this whole episode without just getting completely absurd and stupid. But we are going to cap this diatribe off with even more absurdity. So let's go ahead and include one of the most aggressive and most pretentious and overrated sexual harassers on the books. The surly, slovenly, and sausage-sided swine Miss Piggy. This hog uses her knowledge of karate to intimidate someone of a different species, let alone a different religion, to engage in a relationship that only she can enjoy. 
Kermit T. Frog simply lacks the physical capabilities to rebuff the advances and far superiorly muscled physique of the hoggish Chester White Miss Piggy. All Kermit can hope to do is find some water and submerge himself long enough as to wash off the stink of sex from his slimy amphibious skin. Poor little frog. Ah, yes, that's a great one to close out on, isn't it? Well, I think it is. So, well, hey, we're glad that uh, y'all listened to us today. Tell you what, we forgot to mention, this is episode number 10. I didn't tag that in the first first part of this uh, episode, but it's episode 10. We've done 10 of these things now, and um, I don't know if they've gotten better. I don't know if they've gotten worse. Hopefully, we're not breaking any uh, infringement rules on... uh, jingles i don't think we are i don't i don't think enough people listen so uh, hey you know it's exciting and um, we're gonna keep going until we run out of stuff to talk about um look us up hey look us up on itunes look us up on stitcher on soundcloud on uh, google play on our twitter feed at trader brent that's right at trader brent always a great place to see us follow us give us a follow We'll give you a little inside look on our farming operation. I know we hadn't talked about a lot of farming here the last couple of weeks, but uh, hadn't been doing a lot of farming the last couple of weeks. Haven't been doing a lot of anything the last couple of weeks except trying not to be sick and uh, getting over the sickness that we do have. But um, nonetheless, yeah, we're going to be here every week, hopefully. Uh, maybe when we're busy, we won't be, but we'll let you know then. But until that time, we'll stay here. And that's right. Cue the music. Because we're going to be asking that question. What side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast. Brought to you by... Brugner's Bleaching Balls. You'll love our balls. The Dryline Farmer Podcast. All rights reserved. 2018.